Greetings, D&D players, enthusiasts, and observers alike, and welcome back to Chronicles of Kriath. My name is Emma, and I will be your DM today and every day that this wonderful campaign exists. Now, without further ado, we will once again introduce our lovely players for this evening. So, going to my right, as per usual, we have our wonderful half-elven fighter, Played by none other than Rosie. Hi, I'm Rosie and I'm playing the guard captain Elon from the city of Kriath. I no longer have apricots. No, he does not. As basically anything and everything was consumed to keep them alive in this desert. But this next character doesn't really have to worry about staying alive because they don't have to eat, drink, or breathe. So let me pass you over to her player, G. Well, hello, everyone. It's me, G. I'm still alive here playing Chatwin Darcy. As we learned last time, though, that actually was not a good thing because almost dying was our tickets. <laughs> Apparently it was. And... Thanks to the brains of the operation, they figured it out. But let's move to the character that punched that golden ticket and his player, Jeremy. Hi, everybody. I'm Jeremy, and uh, I play the level but dad character, Damien. And I'm Damien, and I'm fucking tired. Getting really fucking tired. <laughs> anyway, tired indeed. And... Last but certainly not least, we move to the centaur that up until he started getting tired was carrying everyone through this desert and his player, Tyler. Quite literally carrying people through this campaign. I will never ask again. Well, we kind of voluntold you, so I don't think you've ever actually asked Elon, but it's okay. I'm here for you. I'm here for all the players and listeners. My withers are more than broad and strong enough to support all of you and this podcast. <laughs> and we appreciate it immensely. Did you even introduce yourself or was that just the joke? Oh, I didn't actually say my name. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm Tyler. Hey, how's it going? I play Carowin. I've got four hooves, four legs, two arms, and a heart of gold. Indeed. And apparently we're a bit too committed to the bit that we forgot to say all of that. <laughs> but with that, let's move on to our recap, shall we? So for our last episode, our lovely party ventured into the wasteland deserts of the Howling Dunes, facing scorching temperatures, uh, lack of resources, as they traveled for about a week into these horrid temperatures. Everyone fared to varying degrees of success, but Damien's condition quickly plummeted to the point where he was nearing catastrophic consequences if he continued to travel. However, just in the nick of time, he was able to spot a cottage in the distance and following that instinct, approached it, and when he touched it, revealed a small brick cottage with a few cacti planted around it as if in more of like a garden formation. The windows are shuttered. 
no view of the inside available to you. And in front of you stands a standard wooden door. But all of you are able to see this cottage as we come back to our party. Damien's going to look at Chatwin and be like, you're not fucking with me. It's really there. No. Uh, can I politely knock? All right. <laughs> Do I, I? I can touch it, right? Yes. And you hear the knock echo from the wooden door. Good job, Damien. Awesome. I saw something. Is this what victory feels like? When can I go back to sleep? (laughs) And as you all stand there, there is no answer at the door. Is it unlocked? Are you going to try the handle? Yeah, sure. (laughs) It is unlocked and it opens. Hello? Do we see water inside? You would see a very cozy looking living room with a few chairs, um, a couch, Damien, you would look past into, it has a bit of an open layout, and you would look past into what appears to be a kitchen to see that they would have water boiling. Oh, yeah. Damien is just like, water. Oh, yeah. Gets up, walks inside. Don't um, just start touching or drinking things quite yet. Yeah. It's boiling, you said? So does that mean there's a fire underneath it? Yes. Uh, how how well is this fire right now? Has it been going for a while? Or go ahead and make me an investigation check as you're stepping in. Uh, investigation. I have a plus zero, and that's a five. You can't tell. Fuck, that ain't good. Hello. Uh, we're not going to um just start you know making ourselves at home and taking things that's not very polite uh but i am sorry we just sort of walked in though i have a feeling you may know what we're here for if you are in this house and you can hear me chatwin i'm gonna ask that you also make an investigation check oh i'm good at that carowin if you're gonna start looking around on the outside then i would also like you to either make a perception or investigation whichever you would prefer Okay. Uh, 21. Elon just looks to Chatwin after she says that and it's just like, oh, so you can be polite. I'm polite. I'm nice. Just not to you. Thanks. <laughs> Investigation, I got a 22. Awesome. So to start with Chatwin, you start looking around the place and it does seem to be very cozy. You don't spot any signs of anyone else being here at the moment. Until your eyes land on, there's a small counter uh, in the kitchen with a cutting board and areas for preparing food. And you would notice a a folded piece of paper sitting on top of the cutting board. When you open it, you see a small note sitting there that reads, Dear guests, I understand that your journey has been difficult. Please make yourselves comfortable. Rest. Recuperate. There is time for business discussions in the morning. If you need anything, feel free to shout. And it is not signed. Damien is pouring the boi- pour- pouring some boiling water into a cup <laughs> and drinking. Okay, don't drink, don't drink. Give me a second, Damien. Holy shit. Uh, <laughs> oh, when I'm so thirsty. I know, give me a second. I put a hand on the cup. I'll use prestidigitation to chill it. All right. I was going to do that, I think. You were about to drink boiling water. Now drink it. Uh, Good lord. Drink. Okay, so this is what babysitting feels like. All right. 
And chat when you would be able to tell taking a look at the kitchen, you would see a pail uh, sitting by there would be like a small back door, which Carolyn, as you're doing a quick circle, you would see that this looks like a fairly small cottage, definitely smaller than it looked from the glimpse that you got inside. And as you walk the perimeter, it appears very homey. Very standard, doesn't appear to have any sort of exterior damage. Is there anything in particular that you're looking for? <clears throat> well, since others had kind of like Damien would be like, oh my gosh, there's water. Uh, I would have been looking for either like a well of some kind and or any person who, if they were not inside, since when they were calling, nobody was responding back to see if maybe there was somebody outside around the perimeter or if there was a well, if they might have been near there. Got it. So you actually would not find a well on the outside anywhere, but you definitely would realize sort of as you peek back inside, it is definitely bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. There's some sort of something going on here. You're just not quite sure how it all works. Mm, okay. In that case, I guess I would saunter in. Uh, I guess it might be like towards the back. And you said there was a back door, correct? Yes, there is a back door. Uh, so I'm just going to saunter in through the back door. Alrighty. But Chatwin, as you're looking at that pail that sits next to the back door, you would notice that it still has some remnants of salt water in it. So you would guess that that's why they were boiling the water. Yeah. Can I peek behind Carolyn as he goes through the back door and just kind of see if I can't see what he's going into? You see nothing but desert as you peer past him. Hmm. All right. Elon is by the front door, probably like taking his shoes off and like dumping the sand right outside. Yeah. <laughs> and just kind of looks up when he finishes, probably leaves his shoes by the door. And it's just like, okay, so there's no one here. Uh, not currently. We have been invited to rest and recuperate and there will be business conducted in the morning. What do you mean? What do you mean invited? Hold up the note for Elon to read. Elon takes a moment to read it. Well, this is um, a little foreboding. Yeah, but a couple of you are probably about to die, so I'm not going to look too deeply into it right now. Um, Damien, take off your armor and your shoes, drink some water, and go sit down. <laughs> Damien is going to take off his shoes, sit down, and probably fall asleep still in his armor. <laughs> can't be comfortable. <laughs> that cannot be comfortable. <laughs> he is tired as hell. Elon rolls his eyes, probably being the best person for the job, goes over and starts unhooking it from him. I'll help. <laughs> All right, come on. Carolyn's going to come over too and, and help. <laughs> you start you start unclasping his armor. He's like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, lean him forward. <laughs> lean him forward. Hold him forward because he's he's going to fall back. I'm going to... Just, just let me do it. Let <laughs> It, this is a three-person job. <laughs> it, it is a fully grown man. I'm a fully grown man. Just leave me be. All right. To be fair, I am a fully grown man and a horse. You are a fae. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I am um, a woman with another woman inside me. Not like that. Anyways, we're all we all said things about what we are. Okay. I so. am. <laughs> So glad our camaraderie has increased tenfold during this trip. <sighs> Anyways, let's keep taking off Damien's armor. I'll get the shins. I'm going to look over at Chatwin and be like, Chatwin, do you have more of that uh, perfume spray? I think he's a little overcooked. Yep, 
We're going to need it. When he wakes up, I'm going to make him wash himself. I'm... Elon's going to get up. I'm going to find some rags, okay? We are not giving him a sponge bath. I'm giving him a bath because he needs it. We'll cover him up so you don't have to see anything. Sure, you go ahead. I will tell you this. I have gone... I've gotten this far in my life without seeing a man with his pants off. I am not starting now. <laughs> I mean, technically, I'm not wearing pants. And Damien's like, what, what, what about Tipsy? <laughs> <laughs> See, you've made him delusional. Anyways, um... Carolyn, let's go in the kitchen and prepare refreshments for those of us about to die. How about that? Yeah, why don't y'all do that? Elon, you can sponge bath Damien if that's what you really want to do. A little weird, but alright. It sounds so intimate and fun. I'm so glad you two are that close. It does. It's, it sounds very close. Don't commoners, like, you know, help bathe their elderly? I wasn't- Elon, I grew up so fucking rich. <laughs> you didn't fucking pay attention to anything else, at least I did, holy shit. <laughs> Elon proceeds to find some rags, and even with the hot water, starts to take off his shirt and just pat him down and dry him and stuff. Like, water on, water off. <laughs> Beautiful. I do not touch his, um, his daddy stick. Ew! You could just say his nethers. Nethers would have been fine. That was worse. That was one of the worst ways you could have described that. <laughs> you could have said his battle axe. But see, I wouldn't have gotten all your reactions, so that's all I wanted. I think this is only appropriate because Rose is Jeremy's wife. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we've ever mentioned have have we ever mentioned that has never been mentioned on on podcast I don't think yeah they're married <laughs> well, yeah let's clarify for anybody who's been long listening I'm married to Jeremy Elon is married to Damien technically <laughs> I know we don't act it but it's been over 10 years and whatever <laughs> so Chatwin and Carowin are creating little charcuterie boards in the kitchen. Meanwhile, uh, <laughs> well, I'm writing fanfic of Elon and Damien jokes. Nope. nope. <laughs> That's no. fine. See, we were just talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it, it was going to happen. I knew it. Can't go through this again. Yeah, anyways, Elon definitely just helps him dry, like, you know, get clean and stuff. That's all I'm doing, so. <laughs> yeah, you would be able to. Do like a a quick rub down without uh, any problem. A <laughs> rub down. Ooh. That was not. Oh God. In general, Chatwin is going to busy herself by going around and making sure everyone sits, has some water, has some food, and has some rest because she's probably in the best shape out of anyone right now. Mm -hmm. So even when. Damien's fine. We put like a towel or something over him. Uh, <laughs> and then I make Elon sit down, drink and eat. I make Carolyn sit, drink and eat. Everyone leaves their shoes by the door. Everyone takes their armor off. We're chilling. I'm full babysitter mode right now. Like full older sibling. Fantastic. And as you all rest and exist, no one would appear for the rest of the day. So is there anything in particular that everyone wants to do with this extra rest time? Yes. yes. 
<laughs> I was just going to say, since um, we all know, obviously, Chatwin has a bunch of lovely handmade soaps around. <laughs> I'm going to take two lovely little bars of soap and I'm going to wrap them like with like a ribbon or twine or something, you know, make it nice, make it nice, make it look presentable just to leave as a little gift on the counter as a thank you. And just because I'm terrified of what we've walked into and I don't want any bad blood for anything. So <laughs> I just leave a little gift, you know, and just kind of like with the hopes of, I hope this house doesn't turn into a mimic and eat us or whatever. Um, <laughs> and then I snoop. I snoop the fuck out of this place. <laughs> I snoop hardcore. Fantastic. Roll me an investigation check again. Hell yeah, I will. <laughs> okay, not bad. Uh, 22, actually. Okay. I forget, I have plus eight. Oh, damn, okay. With a 22, you begin snooping through, and there's really not a lot to this cottage that you can see you step back into a back hallway and there are bedrooms areas just enough for all of you to sleep but you don't see any indication of additional floors or anything of that nature hmm. all right so this is super generic and weirdly has enough rooms for all of us is one room like weirdly bigger than the others or like has a weirdly bigger bed for say, I don't know, maybe a centaur sized person? One actually would. Yes. Yep. This shit changes based on who's in here. All right. <laughs> okay, great. I, I will point that out to everyone and be like, Carowin, there's a big ass room, by the way, if you want it with a big ass bed, if you're interested. Oh, really? Yeah. And he's going to kind of trot on over to where... um. How wide is this hallway? It's it's big enough for you to fit through. Okay, uh, I just wanted to know whether or not I like uh, chat one had to like move or not. So I'll, if there's enough space to maneuver around and not have to worry about it, then uh, Carolyn will kind of trot down in the direction that chat one has pointed to, and he'll open the door to take a peek inside. All right. And inside, you see a very quaint little bedroom. Not too much decoration of any kind. You would see a, it has ample space for you to move, as well as a large bed that would be of perfect size for a centaur to lie down and rest. A small dresser off to the side. And that's really about it. Okay. I'll kind of like poke his head out and be like, my goodness, I haven't had this much space in a human-like dwelling since I've arrived. This is fantastic. And he'll kind of just soak it all in and uh, he'll kind of move his way back out towards the kitchen because uh, he has some plans for what he's going to do too later on. All right. And Chatwin, is there anything else you're looking to do? I go find whatever room. I'm guessing, I don't know. I just go find a room that's suitable for myself and I face plant face down on the bed and I just kind of lay there groaning. And there there would be a voice that would pop in as you're groaning and be like, are you all right? Is this a sign that you are in distress? I don't think you've done this ever. <laughs> just shit's weird. <laughs> I mean, thank you, Captain Obvious. Yep, yep, just Yep. Anyways, ugh. <laughs> and I keep doing that. 
<laughs> and Santavec at that point, realizing that you're not in pain or emotionally distraught in any manner that she can handle, <laughs> she will let you be and let you. Yeah, I just lay there groaning for the rest of the day. Fantastic. <laughs> Elon, what are you looking to do? So Elon is probably going to finish like giving Damien his sponge bath and then try to put on clothes for the most part uh, and then kind of cover them up very, very lightly. If there's like a light blanket, I'll do that, but I don't think he really needs it. Just enough to not be exposed. Damien has every intention of practically sleeping several days to recover from this exhaustion. <laughs> Fair. Um, but I... Uh, Elon does leave, like, uh, uh, tries to get, like, a rag that's wet, leaves it kind of away from the fire during this bath so that it'll get cold. Um, and then we'll put that rag on his forehead and his head just so, like, his temperature will go down. Afterwards, he pulls his bag open, grabs his book, and begins to write to Esme again. I will send that to you here in a moment, but I, or well, no, I won't. I'll write it, but I, I can't really send it yet. Now can I? No, no, you can't. Yeah, so I'll, I'll probably write a letter a little bit. And then after the letter, I'm probably going to take a seat somewhere like in the corner of the room. And I'm going to draw this cottage, like this little scene. Alrighty. Uh, make me a quick history check to see how accurately you're able to portray. Mm. Uh, 17 plus 4, 21. You do a fantastic portrait of this cottage. Other than that, I would probably be a little bit wary, keeping an eye. Um, and I would say, like, he goes to sleep in the chair. All right. And Carolyn? So after being shown the room, I guess at some point, you know, Damien would have gotten situated in Elon as well. Um, he would actually follow suit a little bit with what Elon had done, though. He'll kind of, uh, he, since he needs a bit more space, he would take whatever remaining. Well, he'd take a look at the water and see how much, how big was the pot of water as far as you were aware, or as far as we were aware. It was a fairly large pot of water. So this is like a, this is like an industrial sized cauldron that you would see in like a tavern usually the fact that it's in such a small cottage is really kind of abnormal but it would have been filled to the brim when you arrived so using it for drinking and such really wouldn't have put much of a dent in it okay so in that case um i would and it looks like i guess the water's been desalinated Mm-hmm. That's correct. Okay. So in that case, I would, you know, go through my stuff, which is still handily attached to me, you know, the advantages of being a horse. And I would fill my water skin with the water. And I would also take that time to kind of go around and just collect, you know, if everyone kind of left their stuff in the general area-ish, you know, I would like go through, I would fill Damien's, since he's kind of out cold, I'd go through his stuff. I would fill his water skins with water. Um, I guess. Uh, did Elon leave his stuff kind of out in the open or did he take all of his stuff with him elsewhere in the cottage? Oh no, he'd be out in like the common room area and left it out like beside him. So like his book is probably still open with the drawing on his lap when he falls asleep. Okay. So he will um, take the, the water skin from Elon and he will fill it up. So he'll fill up everybody's water skins. Um, since Elon is passed out, I guess Chatwin's in a room. 
Uh, he'll kind of walk back and he'll knock gently on Chatwin's door and see if she responds or if she's still face-planted in her pillow. (laughs) It's Carowin. I was filling up everyone's water skins. Do you want me to do yours or will you get to that later? Door opens by itself. A little mage hand holding up an empty flask. (laughs) He'll kind of awkwardly take it and I'll be right back. And he'll go and Mm. fill it up. And then he'll come back and he'll see the hand is waiting there, kind of palm open, ready to receive the uh, water skin. He'll just kind of put it in the hand, watching it just kind of slosh a little bit into the hand. And the door will, I guess the door will close and it'll just recede back in there and... He will leave Chatwin to her groans. <laughs> Here, once the door closes, you just hear... <gasps> and it just goes on for a while. <laughs> it's like a teenager groan, Jesus. Oh, jeez. She's tired. <laughs> Chatwin's just going to kind of smile and be like, they're all so weird. I love it. Chatwin? Yeah. No, I'm oh, sorry, Carolyn. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? It's the heat. It's the heat. It's the heat that's gotten to him. He's forgetting his own name. I know. It's an identity crisis. He's become one. He starts hearing Santavec. I don't need another person, Carolyn. I don't need another one. Uh, so then he'll he'll kind of go back in and, um, you know, he will... Since it's a huge cauldron, he'll kind of taking the idea that Elon had, he'll just kind of, I mean, everyone else seems to be passed out or dealing with their own internal struggle or whatever is going on with Chatwin. Nobody knows. Not even Chatwin knows. It's fine. Uh, and he'll just kind of like, he'll take a little bit and he'll just kind of like move himself out towards that back door and he'll just kind of like uh, moisten himself and like wash himself off a little bit. Um, just kind of lightly do it and just kind of shake himself off. And um, he's actually going to kind of like go over and take a gander at what Elon was doing. And he'll notice the open book with the immaculate sketch in there. And uh, he actually gets an idea. He's going to move into his little, his own little sack and he'll, you know, he brought a few books and things with him from the Fae Wilds. And one of them was a, a relatively empty uh, a notebook. And he'll just kind of, for a moment, kind of, and it's going to be funny. Uh, well, I think it's going to be funny. Just kind of, uh, he's going to be in this space, which rel- houses him relatively well, but he's just going to be kind of awkwardly, like, contorting his human torso and just moving around and what have you. And he's actually going to be sketching Elon in the chair. <laughs> okay. Okay. Make me a history check to see how well you capture Elon's form in the chair part of me wants to get a nat one on this but we'll see what i get i have to find history hold on am i what oh okay so i have like a modifier of one this is gonna be good this is gonna be good y'all oh boy oh it's gonna be awful i got a nine. Oh, okay so 10 you're able to get simple shapes right but once you start trying to draw details that's when the proportions start to get off. You definitely drew the eyes two different sizes, uh, even though they're closed. 
And hands are always difficult for any artist. His fingers really don't look proportionate uh, as they're sort of draped over the armrests on this chair. And you're pretty sure you made his nose bigger than it really is, but it's fine. He'll think it's cool, right? Exactly. So, you know, and after he's done, you know, he'll kind of look at it and just he'll kind of look at it proudly and like, yes, this is this is right. And uh, he will gently tear it out of there and he'll just write like to Elon. And he's just going to kind of guess at the spelling because I don't think Elon's ever exactly said how it is spelled. Uh, and he doesn't remember Elon telling him how it was spelled. And I guess you wouldn't really need to know how it's spelled. So he's just kind of like a lion. <laughs> a Elon. A A L O N. And he'll kind of gently rip it out of the book and just plop it on top of that and make his way into his or the room that he's going to take. And he's just going to kind of flop onto the bed and uh, kind of, even though it seems to be relatively safe, he'll keep his bow nearby in case of an emergency and he'll just kind of relax and get some rest. All right. And Carolyn, as you begin to drift off, as everyone had recovering some of their energy, this would carry you all into the next day where you would all awaken to find that you were well rested and feeling in tip top shape. And though you sleep a little bit longer, like a couple hours longer, Damien, this would still apply to you as you would wake fully refreshed. Fully refreshed? Hell yeah. Indeed. All points of exhaustion gone, even though that's not usually how that works. And as you all awake in the cottage, Damien, you're still on the couch, correct? I am wherever I got left. Okay. You would have been, unless someone would have moved him prior to, you still would have been left on that couch. And as your eyes open, you would see Elon on one of the chairs passed out into sleep. And as you look past, you would see another figure in the kitchen by the cauldron, draped in dark purple robes. Uh, their back is to you, so you can't really see too much. You would see dark skin that is almost black as night, covered in purple robes, waving black hair, pulled back into what's sort of like a half up, half down hairstyle. Uh, the up portion being braided down the back as they stir the pot and you smell some sort of stew or soup being cooked. Okay. He's just going to look over and be like, uh, good morning. And they would turn to you, revealing this to be a very tall woman. Her eyes would be sort of this amber gold color as she glances over at you. Ah, oh, good morning. I see that you've had a chance to get some rest. How are you feeling? Um, I'm alright. Could I ask who you are? I know that's probably rude because I'm probably in your house. Oh, that's alright. I invited you all in. It's... We don't get many visitors around here. Oh. Mm. My name is... Well, you can call me 
You can call me Waylon. Waylon. All right. Well, nice to meet you, Waylon. I'm I'm Damien. Um, kind of a blacksmith by trade, and um, recently become some sort of like divine fighter under uh, uh where's he at? Under my god, uh, Odirian. Ah, oh, you serve Odirian. Mm. You don't seem the angry type. Only when somebody makes me angry, it hurts my friends or family. I see. And does that happen often? Not a whole lot, but it does happen. I'm working on trying to, like, make myself angry from time to time. Interesting. That's usually a topic that most people would avoid, not necessarily a uh, embrace in most cases. Uh, well, it, it, uh, it helps me, you know, tap into the strength to help me when I can't help myself. I see. He helped me out when uh, I was in trouble, and I was just asking anyone who'd help me, and, well, there he was. So you devote yourself this strongly to anyone who helps you when you're in trouble. And as she says that, she dips the spoon into the stew and sort of gives it a little taste. He's like, I, I was never a very religious man um, until I met our friend Thelthu. Uh, he, he serves under the god of the stars, and he did some amazing things. And uh, I got to talk to a couple gods, and, and I, I guess people call them demons. They seem kind of like gods. Well, they all carry similar power, but no matter what title they carry, they still carry power that can be used for good or for bad. Really depends on who wields it. Oh, um, I, I meant to ask. Uh, we, we're looking for a giant lady. Um, I'm supposed to be looking for uh, a demon by the name of Mary, I think. And you would see her look for a moment and <laughs> you would see her lips curl up in a bit of a smile <laughs> as she holds back a chuckle as she starts pouring the stew into bowls. We go, well, <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm that giant, but I wasn't aware that the legends had spread and hyperbolized quite that much. Oh, uh, are are you are you Marinian? That's a very hard name to say. N no, no, Damien. I'm I'm no demon or god or whatever you would call it. Got it. Okay, but you're the giant lady. If, if that's what they've taken to calling me, I suppose you could say that. All right. Um, I don't I don't know exactly. I'm I'm not very smart. Chatwin's a smart one. She's. She's the one who knows how how to like, I guess, ask the right questions. Um, we're investigating some sort of plague. Interesting. And as she's sort of acknowledging what you're explaining, Damien, uh, Elon, this is around the time that you would start waking up as well in your chair, hearing Damien talking to somebody. Elon, <laughs> <laughs> like, kind of like slowly lifts his eyes and kind of keeps him close and like is just kind of confused tries not to move too much looks in the direction Damien's looking and you would see the woman I described previously continues to sit there quietly and observe alright and he's like um so would you happen to know anything about this like plague that's going on or um, perhaps you know something about um, Maddie, the, the demon we're looking for? Well, plague, you say? Mm, it's infecting some villages and making people, like, decay. Huh. Uh, 
Let me go get Chatwin. She knows more. All right. And while you're at it, you can tell your friend in the chair that he doesn't have to pretend to be asleep anymore. It, it what? Looks back at, at <laughs> Aelon. Is Aelon's eyes open? Like they're slitted open, but at that he just, oh, opens his eyes. And he's like, you're just laying there eavesdropping. You could have tried to like talk. There's some, a stranger here, and I know we're the strangers here, but no offense, I'm, I, uh, yeah. Go, well, go get Catherine. I'll go wake up Chatwin. Uh, and wait till Damien leaves. Damien's going to go to Chatwin's door. Bang, bang, bang. Chatwin, I know you're awake. I know you don't sleep. Loud snoring on the other side. And he's like, shut the fuck up. I know you're not sleeping. Get out here. I think it's in the room. Chatwin's still face down in the bed. Uh, uh, sits up. Hair all over the place. Just like curly, frizzy, black and white mess. It's like, what? I found the giant lady. She's in the living room. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that got her up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm deceased. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but as Damien goes to get Chatwin, Elon is going to kind of try to be a little bit appropriate before he just leaves the room and like kind of put his stuff to the side, put the book away and just take a few glances as to what this giant lady, I guess, is is doing. Like now that I'm fully, you know, eyes open. Mm hmm. And you would see her pouring bowls of stew, enough for all of you, and setting them aside for when everyone returns. Okay. And then basically at that, he's just going to be like, is it okay that we entered here? Of course. You would not have found it if I didn't mean for you to enter. So you wanted us to be found or wanted us to enter? Well, couldn't exactly let your friend die in the middle of the desert, now could I? Not when you traveled all this way. For that, I'm grateful. Excuse me. And at that, he'll go and he'll go to, I guess, look for Carolyn's room, find a closed door, I suppose, and then knock and just, Carolyn, are you up yet? You will hear hooves uh, clacking across the, I guess it's a wooden floor, yes? Yes, it would be okay. a wood floor. There we go. Except the ambiance, right? So you'll hear the clip-clop uh, of clip clip clop of hooves on the uh, wooden floor as the door opens, and Carowan, looking bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, you know, opens the door and says, Good morrow, Elon. How are you today? Better. How about you? I am feeling fully refreshed compared to how we were when we came across this nice little home. Well, the owner's here. Oh, delightful. I had just come back in, and he's going to point to the window because, as we've all established, for some reason, he oh just fucking God. doesn't use <laughs> I just came out from a stroll, and I hadn't seen anybody there, so I'm glad to know that you know, I just missed them. Wonderful. And he'll uh, kind of wait for Elon, I guess, to start leading the way, and he'll follow behind. Yeah, Elon takes a moment to look at the window, look back at Carolyn, and just isn't this expression of what the fuck? Goes to say something and just decides not to and just gives up, sighs, and leads him back to the foyer area. Carolyn, resident window walker. 
motherfucker windows jesus lord i cannot you're gonna make my you're gonna make my southern come out with that holy <laughs> mother god jesus <laughs> christ motherfucking horse how, how many windows does it take to fit a centaur one listen <laughs> my brain hurts trying to process how this is happening and you gave a great description last time but god damn <laughs> Horse pretzel. That's all you need to know. Oh. Horse pretzel. <laughs> that's that's not a pleasant image, but okay. That's upsetting to think about. <laughs> yeah. All centaurs, they they uh they all practice yoga daily. I was about to say just mad yoga. Yes. <laughs> Centaur yoga. Jeez. I am mad flexible. I clean myself up as quickly as I can. I try to smooth down my hair a bit. It's a little wild, but that's okay. I put on my coat that has like the kind of broad shoulders. I like the look of it. I put it back on. I get fully dressed and it's a bit of scrambling. And I open the door. Damien. I walk past. Continue on. (laughs) Um, She's she's in there making something in her pot. Mm -hmm. Why do you look so disheveled? I don't. I'm fine. Did you actually get to sleep? I can sleep. I just don't do it sometimes. I don't have to, but I can. I don't. I really don't think I understand, and I probably won't understand even if you explain it to me. I'm yeah. just going to go sit back down. Yep, that's probably for the best. Let's go. <laughs> and with that, the two of you head back shortly after, followed by Elon and Carolyn. As deeply important question, Emma. Answer. How tall? <laughs> What's what are the numbers? And here, let me let me translate. How tall is this drink of water? <laughs> this is a very tall drink of water. <laughs> she is over six feet tall. Oh baby. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Cool. Uh, it's a 7-Eleven big gulp. I'm deceased. <laughs> Bye. If you all are wondering why we can't contain ourselves that are constantly giggling, it's because we have a fucking chat where we're just constantly making jokes. <laughs> This is a serious campaign, I swear. Hold on, I want to read. I want to read G's comment. Mommy, sorry. Mommy, sorry. <laughs> I stand by that. Yeah. <laughs> this is a serious campaign, as Elon's talking about. <laughs> I can't say it. I'm not say Don't it. say the it. Daddy yet. stick. No. The daddy stick. <laughs> All right, that's it. I'll see you. Good night, folks. I'm gonna go. That's my cue. <laughs> That's enough internet for today. <laughs> Carowin has become the most serious character. Even pretzeling through windows, still more serious than the rest of everybody here. Just saying. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Damien is very serious when I'm actually Damien. Outside of Damien, Jeremy is not. <laughs> Chatwin's always been a disaster lesbian. She's just sad and bloodthirsty most of the time. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> Loving the disaster lesbian label. Let's all aspire to be disaster lesbians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is why I don't want to go to Korea. <laughs> it's fine. Too many or too few disaster lesbians. 
they're going to be like, sure, we'll take the interesting half-horse person over there. That's fine. Oh, this is a noble from another area. That's fine. That's a human blacksmith. Hmm, that's fine. And then they get to know him, and it's like, what have you brought to our town? What have you brought to our fair city? I'm sorry. Listen, I, they were decent when I met them. I'm gonna sleep with their wives. They were decent when I met them. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> so I walk into the kitchen. <laughs> but yeah, I do shuffle in. Uh, Chatwin's a disaster lesbian. We know this. But also still Chatwin. Still paranoid, cautious individual. Um, so I will enter the kitchen not immediately being like super on guard seems more curious than anything um but i will enter and just kind of go oh, oh okay hi um oh i welcome right i apologize i'm chatwin i assume you already met um these two who stepped out in the living area yes we've been acquainted Excellent. are you the one who made the soap uh yes yes um it's a bit of a hobby of mine i like it clean these are some fantastic scents where did you get the idea to combine cinnamon and cinnamon and mango it's 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 a weird thing because we grew a lot of fruits on the islands where i'm from and i used to combine them with a lot of different like sweeter spices and the the taste was was very interesting and when i was in a mindset of needing more than just the normal boring soaps I started just combining stuff that I liked in, like, sort of sweeter snacks and floral scents, if that makes sense. Interesting. That's... I never would have thought to do something like that. And, well, I, then again, I experiment more with alchemy than with soaps. Really? Oh. <laughs> Are you... All right. Calm yourself, chat one. I'm good. I'm fine. I'm just a fan of alchemy in general. It's, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, good. Well, are all of you hungry? I did make stew. Starving. Perfect. And <laughs> she would pass you a, a bowl of stew and start handing them out to everyone in the party. I give everyone a look like, don't you dare mention that I don't need to eat. <laughs> 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 so hungry <laughs> I would say Elon probably doesn't come over he kind of uh, will sit against like a wall a little bit and just sit there kind of observing for a bit alright and she would look at you or Waylon would look at you and say are you not hungry no offense I'm still a little bit on edge I'm <sighs> Can I speak my mind? You were someone who made this place unable for us to see. And I believe that honestly, um, you're probably fairly strong. And I have no idea how you're going to respond to anything we say or do. So I am just remaining cautious. I apologize. It's just my way. Understood. Well, as far as the power goes, I wouldn't dwell on that too much. At least not right now you're my guests i'm not here to harm you and as she says that she sort of she has this very floating walk that 
almost makes it seem like she's walking on her tiptoes, but you do see um, her feet, which are completely bare under the robes that she's wearing, are fully touching the ground as she sets down a bowl on the table, the coffee table closest to where you're sitting against the wall, and kind of deliberately leaves it there for you for later. Okay. And offers a bowl to Damien and to Carowin as well. Thank you kindly. Of course. Carowin will take the bowl and he'll look over to Elon and just be like, well, and he'll just kind of like, well, I'll have a spoonful and uh, I guess, what does the stew taste like? Well, uh, you start to, as you dig into the stew, Carowin, you would taste a variety of vegetables and meats, almost as you would have in any sort of city carrots, uh, potatoes. Okay. A variety of fresh vegetables and the meat tastes fairly similar to what you would believe to be chicken or uh, some sort of fowl mm-hmm. poultry. Yeah. Damien's going to be like, this is delicious. Uh, could I ask where do you get the produce out here in the middle of the desert? Oh, we, we have our sources. There are occasional traders that pass through and we're able to collect some fine goods from time to time. Oh, this meat's a real tender. What is it? Oh, that's, um, well, it's turkey. I don't know if they're common where you're from. No, not really. I see. Interesting. You say, um, you say we, is it, is, are there any others that we need to be introducing ourselves to? Oh, not right now. I have sisters, but they won't be around just yet. Carolyn's going to turn to Elon and kind of like in between spoonfuls like, Elon, you need to try this. It's delicious. And besides, if she wanted to kill us, she would have done so. She would have just let us rot in the middle of the desert. You need to keep your strength up, especially if you think she's going to kill you. You'll want to have your energy to at least run away. Trust me, if I wanted to kill you, I would have done it when you were already half, half destroyed by the desert. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, I felt like I was a lot more than half destroyed by that hellscape. Believe me, all I would have had to do was leave you out there. It's not that hard for the desert to kill you. See? Exactly. Try it, Halon. It's so good. I'm very glad. No, thank you. Well, that's um a very happy note to begin our conversation on, I have to say. <clears throat> Um, as fun as it is to discuss amongst friends how easy it would be for one person to kill another person, uh, as I'm sure you are aware, uh, we did come here for business. We came here seeking out something to help people back where we came from. Yes, um, your friend, and she nods over to Damien, your friend mentioned that there was a plague? Uh, yes, it's it's one that's all manners of healing from both good old-fashioned healing, to divine magics, to simple hopes and prayers. Nothing seems to be working to help people. It is unfortunate it's come to this point, and I feel as if maybe there could have been more intervention on our parts to prevent it from reaching this point. However, that cannot be changed now. But yes, we do seek... We were told of some sort of item that existed out here in the desert, that had the capabilities of purging this plague. And what sort of item do you think you're searching for? Truthfully, I'm not sure. It's been very vague so far. Mostly we came out here on the hope that we would find something, 
more useful and it would sort of be that moment of we would know it when we saw it if if there's elsewhere that we need to go or if there's other places we need to look i would appreciate being pointed in that direction and we can go there well the type of plague that you're describing it's really not something that's commonly come by now there are those that would create magical plagues especially those that would seek to, oh, I don't know, seek to harm, seek to take control over an area, and don't want a quick magical spell, removing all their hard work. This causes a lot of problems. This artifact you seek, it's called a heartstone. Now, it can cure any disease, but it takes a lot for those who forge it to create it. It's not something that can be given lightly. I assumed it's a big ask we're coming to you with, and I assume there is some sort of even trades to be made, some sort of price to pay. That will likely be more than what we're willing to do, but it depends how much you're willing to give for the well-being of others, I suppose. Well, and I suppose then. And she takes her own bowl and she sort of sits on a stool that has appeared out of nowhere in front of the cauldron, takes a seat, digging into the meal, and she sort of looks up, a glint in her amber eyes, as she says, Now, I don't quite make deals in coin. So, with that in mind, as she leans forward, hunching over just slightly as she's sort of looking at all of you, and smirks, What else are you willing to give? to ensure the safety of an entire region. And that's where I think we're going to end it for the evening. Hmm. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed our party's shenanigans, please be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode uh, and can catch more of the deals that will be made in the episodes to come or won't be, depending on what the party decides to do. We are also on social media with our podcast network, Tabletop Tailspinners. We can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Tabletop Tailspinners, all one word, all lowercase, or Tabletop Tailspinners Network on Facebook. And if you wish to support us monetarily so that we can keep making cool content like this, the podcast network Tabletop Tailspinners also has a Ko-fi page where you can make one-time donations or uh, sometime here soon we will be offering some fun subscription tiers for you which will give you additional rewards as well as help us keep making cool content and paying the expenses that come with making that content so we don't have to stop. <laughs> now, aside from that, uh, thank you all so much for listening. We really appreciate it. It means the world to us. And we will see you next time. Bye! Bye! Bye. Bye. Let's get going, bitches.